Mariah. Hi, friend. <laughs> Straight to <laughs> Welcome to Spiritual Slang. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Nervous. No, I'm excited. <laughs> nervous, but good nerves. Yeah. It's always like that. But um, thank you for coming. I'm so excited. Hmm. So I want to kind of just talk about first you know, warm up and talk about how we know each other. Um, yeah. We met each other, I believe, at church. Girl, we first well, met online, child. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it yeah. was a whole pandemic. Okay, yeah. Yeah, through community group. And I remember, like, because, I mean, you already know this about me. This is just my personality. <laughs> you were talking about spiritual slang, like your podcast. Mm-hmm. like, And I think at that point in time, it was, like, still season one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You were like, I feel like this is something God's calling me to do. And I remember sending you an email, dog. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> yo, I don't know if you know who I am. Like, I'm the girl who was in, like, the purple. Um, the purple crew neck, but I just wanted to say, like, God is going to do amazing things through your podcast, da 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 da, and just like a little word of encouragement. So that's how we first. That was like the little, mm-hmm. like, oh hey friend, yeah, I see you, yeah. And then yeah. we grew into friends. Like then when we would meet, and then we would have like hangouts with community group. Mm-hmm. But I remember that email, and that's so funny because you brought it up on the intro call, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dang, I forgot about that, and I forgot that we met in 2020 as well, which was before I even started the podcast. Mm. Um, But I think that email is just like testament to like who you are as a friend. Mm. You're like the cheerleader friend. We were just talking about it with everyone right before this. You're the type of person that is just like so encouraging. And Mm. I think I said this to you at your birthday too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's never a competition. You know, sometimes like girls, it can be like a little bit of competition or whatever, or you're just like not as encouraging or you're whatever. And you're like the type of person that's like, if you tell if I tell you something that I'm doing or something, you're like, oh yeah, this is what the Lord is saying about it. I'm doing, yeah. Because you know, it's crazy because I know that's a thing with like sometimes women, it's like comparison, competition. It's so boring to me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yo, do you know who you are? Like there's so much on your life. Like it just feels like a waste of time to like compare, compete. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, like I need you to be excellent. Mm -hmm. Like this is one body, like comprised of different parts and it's like i mean even in your own physical body right if you're if you have a broken arm you're feeling that Mm -hmm. if you have like a sprained ankle you feel that so you want people to be healthy and to excel and so i think anytime i'm giving someone a word praying for them whatever i'm like yo Mm -hmm. like i need you to win because like your win is my win Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true and it's such a good quality to have because it's like even i think it's also speaks because you're like words of affirmation. Yes. Yes. That is like my top love language. That's your love language. Real, yeah. And so like you give that as well. Yeah. And you can kind of see that because mm-hmm. like I've had to grow in like words of affirmation. Like mm-hmm. I will root for you in silence, but it will hurt. hurt. <laughs> Not in silence. I, I'm hurt you, you in you my like head. Say it out loud sometimes. Yeah. But I've grown in that area because yeah. I recognized it a long time ago. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is an area I want to get better at is like yeah. affirming people in words. 100%. Um, so it's such a gift to have. Mm. And so, and, and you know what too? I recognize that like, I think God, I mean, God has all the all of the love languages, right? But even with him, like he's such a words guy. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning mm-hmm. he spoke it and then it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's creation power in our words. Like words can build people up, but they can also tear people down. Mm-hmm. And you never know like where people were at before you encounter them, mm-hmm. like what they were going through in their day-to-day lives. So it's like, if you can give them a word to speak to their future. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something that's, you know, just a core value of mine. I want to be a friend to someone's future, Mm -hmm. right? I want to be able to see everything that God's assigned to them come to pass because it's such a travesty. Like people die with dreams and there's so many dreams just in graveyards, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, man, if you can speak a word that can help resurrect that, help people like bring Mm -hmm. it to the forefront so that they live with a sense of urgency and sobriety, about who they are and what they're called to do. It's like, yeah, of course I want to play a part in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I love the reference to like how you said that God is such a words person too. Mm -hmm. Not person, but you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. um, because Words God. (laughs) Such a words God. (laughs) Because it's like, we have to like, I feel like as Christians, it's like, we're not about being perfect, but just striving to be more and more like him, you know? And like 
to be an example of who he is on earth. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that really speaks to that. And it's so funny because I was like driving yesterday and I was like having this revelation from God. I had to like voice text it to myself because like Come I couldn't on. text. And I was when like, you have to record to it so you don't forget yeah. it. Yep, I was yep. like, I need to save this because yeah. it would be the enemy for me to forget it. But yeah. anyways, the Lord was just showing me because I was like driving to something pretty big and crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a blessing. And the Lord was showing me how like um, he's he like blesses us exceedingly and abundantly. Mm -hmm. um, just because of our willing heart you know it's like mm -hmm. he it's not like i'm perfect it's not like i don't sometimes catch myself gossiping or having like a bad thought about someone or like yeah. so, sometimes catch myself having an attitude or not being kind or the Child. best that i can be mm -hmm. um but regardless of that he continues to show up and he yeah. showed me how it was because it's like because every day you're willing to die to yourself and try to be better and try to be more like me Absolutely. you know and it's like the more we can get in that posture and just like it's not perfection it's just progression you know yeah and it's like yeah, keep yeah. trying keep trying god will bless that like he's, oh, yeah. he knows your heart he knows that you're trying mm. he knows all that and so it's like so yeah it's not about perfection it's about progression mm. and i feel like if we just have like a willing heart to mm. be more and more like the lord and even in mm -hmm. like words of affirmation with people mm -hmm. or like being a friend to their future and encouraging them and trying to be like you said mm -hmm. uh trying to encourage them to be the best that they can be yeah. then like the lord will bless it yeah and i love what you said about the progression piece because i think sometimes too we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to arrive we live in this microwave culture mm -hmm. where it's like you want it instant and everything is instant so i think sometimes we put that pressure even on our spiritual growth for it to just happen overnight for us to get the revelation or to come mm -hmm. out of the behaviors or patterns of sin and god is embracing the journey. And one of the things even, you know, because we were talking about, you know, staying consistent in a hard season. And one of the things the Lord recently spoke to me about was, you know, uh, TV show writers mm -hmm. and like really good writers know how to create tension and mm -hmm. conflict because they know that that tension and conflict leads to engagement. Right. So even take The Office, for example. My favorite show. Like, <laughs> like how long did it take Jim and Pam to get together. We had to watch her be with that scrub Roy. Mm -hmm. Then he was with Karen. Then they were in different states. And it's like all this tension. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, a good writer knows that if they're dragging it like that, and they were dragging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it took, I think it's four seasons. The fourth season, four seasons. they finally got together. That's so rude. But they know that like people are going to keep tuning in. Mm -hmm. People are going to keep engaging because of the tension. So even when we're in our spiritual walk and God shows us the person that he's always destined us to be, right? And he gives us prophetic words concerning our future. There's a distance between where you're at now and where you're going. And it's annoying, mm -hmm. like having to mind that gap because you're like, you're having to reconcile with the inadequacies, the insecurities, and it's like, oh, there's too much distance. How am I ever going to make it? But God is intentional. He does it that way mm -hmm. so that we're reliant on him. Mm -hmm. We need his help because you're not going to achieve the God dream without God. Mm -hmm. LOL. Mm -hmm. Like if you could do it in your own strength, then all right, then it's not something that's even really worthwhile because mm -hmm. it's really just a blessing to you. But like God is, he's setting up the story so that you can have, be a maximum blessing to not just you, but to your family, to your community, to your nation. Like he always has the bigger picture in mind. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're in the middle of that pain and we're in the middle of that tension. We can lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. We can lose sight of heaven's perspective and we can misinterpret what's happening. And because the situation's hard or because the prayer hasn't been answered yet, we're thinking now God's left us, abandoned us, da 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 when really all of this is instrumental mm -hmm. to to help build the character, to help sustain us for where he's calling us. Mm. That's good. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's deep, but it's so good. Mm. And it's it's literally the explanation of what it looks like to really walk with the Lord. Because yeah. even in like trying to get the God dream and like the blessing or whatever, it's like it's we always think it's an arrival point, but it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are things that I was praying for and thought that like once I got them, 
this was going to be it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, God continues. Life is like the cycle. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you just continue to get blessed, but you go through like yeah. the valleys and the mountains and the valleys and the mountains and the valleys and the mountains because mm-hmm. um, it's never like a full arrival place. You know, it, yeah. it really is just mm-hmm. like walking with the Lord mm-hmm. and and it's about the process, you know. Yeah. OK, but that brings us into like the main thing I wanted to talk about, which mm-hmm. was how to stay faithful in the hard times, because I had like thought about you coming on the episode mm-hmm. um, for a while. So every time I have someone on the episode, I think about it for like weeks on end. Got just to make sure, yeah, I got to marry <laughs> yeah. and make sure it feels good. I'll, yeah. I'll start watching their content. Right. <laughs> you got to test the spirits yeah, now, child. I got to just make sure. Um, yeah. But anyways, and then I went to your birthday mm. and then someone had asked you what was like the biggest thing that you learned in mm. 2020. I mean, in your last year of in like year life or whatever. Yeah. And um, you had said that like, sometimes God won't let you settle for good when glory is possible. Yeesh. And I said, she's coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, that's so good. Cause there's so much in yeah. that yeah. in itself. And so I kind of want you to speak to that first. Yeah. God won't let you settle for good when glory is possible. And you know, what's crazy. So when I said that I was thinking about Lazarus, right. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, cause you know, as Christians, we like to look like, we like to give a season, a title, <laughs> right? Like, oh, this is like, you know, my, my era for, I don't know, like, um, restoration yeah. or whatever, you know, we like yeah, to yeah. give it a little cute little title. And I was like, this is my smelly season. <laughs> this is my Lazarus season. And the reason why I was in that headspace and even just meditating on Lazarus's story is because, you know, if the Lord had responded when the messenger comes, right, says, Lazarus, your friend is sick. And then if he had showed up right then and there, okay, cool, Lazarus gets healed. And his story is really no different than anyone else's story, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, how many sick people did the Lord heal? So he would have had like, you know, okay, praise the Lord. It's a miracle, but it's a pretty like, it's hard to use. It sounds like a paradox to say normal miracle, but the Lord was healing people left, right, and center. The book of John says like, if everything that he did was recorded, there wouldn't be enough books in the world, right? Mm -hmm. To, To document what Jesus had done on earth. And so anyways, I was thinking about like, okay, the messenger comes and Jesus says, all right, hear what you, hear what you just said. And then he waits two more days. Now <laughs> it's crazy to me, like, you know, how we ever got any images of Jesus being a white man. Cause I'm, I'm like, that is some real color people time. Like you tell him like, all right, he's sick. And he's like, cool. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to take my time on that. But he takes his time, shows up, Lazarus, he's in the grave, smelly, everybody's in mourning, da 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 right? And God waited for the situation to go from, like, worse to impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not really, like, a sexy word for Christians to hear when your situation goes from worse to impossible. But that's exactly what happened with Lazarus. It's like, nah, he waited till that man was dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> smelly dead. And... I think what is so miraculous about that is that Lazarus, rather than just getting healed while he was sick, now his story becomes a foreshadowing even of what was going to happen with Jesus being crucified, put in a grave, being raised to dead. So it's like God is masterful with how he authors a life and he's masterful with the details and he he doesn't want to create a narrative that's ordinary. Mm-hmm. He wants to do something extraordinary, but we don't like being in that position where it's dead and smelly, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and it's like, even, you know, so even in just reflecting this past year, right? Like left my full-time job, started a business, and, you know, currently about to move house. And we get the testimonies, the rah-rah, like, okay, I left my full-time job, but then God brought another job, and it was even better. And we love that. But what happens when you go from broke to broker? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like building the business is like, all right, cool, I'm bootstrapping this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, now just trying to like pay for, for rent, using a credit card for groceries, and when I tell you, worse to what's up, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now this is this is tough, Lord. And it's tough to be in that in-between space where you know God is good. 
Mm-hmm. You know he can do miraculous things, and yet he's not doing it in the way you think or the time you think. Because it's like, you know, we'd be singing, you know, right? And like the Lord provides and da-da-da-da. And we hear this rhetoric. But what do you do when you're in a position where like, yes, the Lord provides and I'm late on rent? Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What is the story you're telling about God in that? Because one of the challenging things that I've had to reconcile in my own heart is that regardless of whether or not the situation is good, God is still good. Mm-hmm. Because if my definition of God changes depending on what I'm experiencing, I am now conforming God into my image rather mm-hmm. than being conformed into the image of God. God is consistent, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things I'm even having to to cling to is what did God say in the light that will sustain me in the dark? Mm. What did he say before the storm? Because even in Mark 4, right, he says to the disciples, we're going to go to the other side. Mm-hmm. Now they're in this boat and a storm hits. And mind you, the Sea of Galilee was actually prone to storms. And these are seasoned fishermen. So they would have been experienced in dealing with storms. They would have been experienced in being in turbulent weather. So for it to have been so bad that they were saying, Lord, don't you care if we drown? This was a pretty life-threatening storm, right? And so one of the things, even with that story in Mark 4, that the Lord is showing me is like, what did he say at the very beginning? We're going to go to the other side. That was the word, right? But then too, Jesus himself is in the boat. Mm -hmm. And so I think even, you know, reminding myself that the Lord is with me, that he is Emmanuel, that this thing is not going to take me out, right, is what helps sustain you through it. And that he is the one that has the authority over the storm. So right when he gets up and he says, silent, be still, what happened? Things start to calm down. It was chilling. Mm-hmm. It was all right. And now the disciples looking at him like, oh, who is this one who commands the wind of the waves? So I think even too, I have to recognize that the Lord has full authority over the storm. Mm-hmm. And when he decides enough is enough, that's when enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I mean, it was so good, everything you said. And mm-hmm. I think specifically what you do in the in-between time mm-hmm. is like something I want to focus on and talk about because it is hard in the in-between because like there are the songs and it's like when everything is going great of course it's easy to sing Jaira, you are good right. and all the things but how but it's harder to worship when you're like laid on rent right and it's like god i know you're good but this is happening mm-hmm. um and i also had like something like that happen to me this year and it wasn't like i had you know a good job and everything and i'm paying my rent and so it wasn't like financial or anything but it was mm-hmm. personal related and family mm-hmm. related you know like my niece got cancer Mm. and she it was like in february so it's the beginning of this year mm. and i remember during that time mm-hmm. i was well one trying not to hold on to like something that i had previous previously prayed for her mm-hmm. prayed for another family member who had passed away mm. and so i had that disappointment lingering yeah. over this disappointment over this <laughs> disappointment and i was like lord i want to pray but last time i prayed and i was praying hard too like hard. it didn't feel like you came through mm. you know mm. and i had to God had to show me how like, this isn't that. Yeah. Like don't dwell on the former things really. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the in-between because she got cancer or she got diagnosed with cancer and actually is a praise report in the sense that like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like she was like feeling bad or anything. She had went to a checkup Mm -hmm. and then the doctor was like, oh, she has like a lump on her stomach. So like Mm -hmm. maybe she get that checked out. Mm -hmm. And at the time she was only one. So I was like, Lord, holy moly. And so- yeah, so she went and got that checked out and it was like cancer. And then um, I was like, all right. So I'm like praying, but I'm also having like the old disappointment and trying to be like, but God, you still sit on the throne and you're still doing miracles and you're still healing. And so I'm like trying to believe, but it's like hard to believe. It was almost, it felt, it felt interesting because it was like, I'm trying to believe and I don't, I'm like, okay, I know I have to have faith. I have to have faith. Yeah. But then you have like this other thing lingering. So it almost feels yeah. like you're not having faith, you know, mm. and you're just like saying that you believe mm. in a sense. Um, mm. And so like it went on and she, and we prayed that it wouldn't be like the worst one and it wasn't. Yeah. And so I was like, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, but she still had to go through chemo and I was like, oh, that sucks. Um, but then eight months later, she's like clean and she's like mm. good. And it, I mean, praise the Lord. But in that time, Mm. like there was this, it was 
probably like one of the hardest seasons like having to like depend on the Lord in a space like that, you know, and like in that in-between time of like, I'm praying for a miracle. Yeah. But obviously you have all the things like earthly things coming or worldly things or like thoughts and like, but what if, but what if this, but what if this, what if it doesn't happen? What if he's like not going to do it this time or whatever, you know? And so in that in-between time, like one of the things that I really had to do was like read scriptures on like, well, like not forming, like dwelling on the past and like really had to just fix my mind on the fact that the Lord is still doing miracles, that like mm. he can still do it, you yeah. know, and like he's still and he's like still sitting on the throne. I just like had to reiterate that mm. every single day mm. just for the simple fact of like not just just to keep going. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to be able to keep going in a time like that when you mm -hmm. have like something so like tough, like lingering on you, you know, and you Daddy. feel like here's some good news, but she still has to go through chemo, right. you know? And right. it's like, okay, but then chemo is like a good chance, but like you don't know until the end of it, you know? Yeah. So you have like months on end of her going through this treatment and you don't actually really know what the result is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I kind of want to just talk about like the in-between season of like, mm -hmm. so in that time mm -hmm. that you spoke about of like, okay, this is happening, mm -hmm. but like, I don't, like, you're good, but I'm yeah. still waiting and all the things, like, how do you stay yeah. faithful in those times? Yeah. Like, what do you do to keep going in those moments? Mm. Well, firstly, like, I'm sorry that, ex that your niece experienced that. That's mm -hmm. like, I mean, when things happening in our physical body, it's like a different type of trauma. Um, but no, to answer your question, I feel like one of the things that the Lord smiles upon is like our honesty like while we're navigating these in-between seasons where we're dealing with disappointment or even disorientation, and there's that distance between what you've expected of your reality or even what God has um, said concerning your future versus what you're actually experiencing, right? It's like, that's a bit like, ooh, what do we do with that? And I feel like one of the things that's helping me to stay consistent in that space is being honest with God. Like, I honestly didn't want to read Job's story <laughs> or look at Job or talk about Job. I said, no, nah, it's not a Job season. No, 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 no. But I'm like, oh, the way things are playing out, like it might be a Job season. <laughs> and one of the things that I loved about Job's story towards the end, it's like chapter 41 or 42, and this is God speaking to Job's friends, right? And mind you, with that story, Job's friends, you know, they had their opinions, their perspective. Oh, Job, this is why you're suffering. This is why things are so hard. And they were, you know, the Lord was clear about how they were speaking from a place of foolishness and inexperience, really. Because sometimes, too, people try to help you give you a word or whatever and it's just like not really what you needed to hear as you were struggling as you're trying to still believe god as you're still wrestling with doubt but one of the things the lord says about job he says job has honored me with his prayers and mind you you looking at job's prayers <laughs> Job over here, like, Lord, you abandoned me. You forgot me. You don't even like me. You know what I mean? Like, Job is being honest, honest, like, honest, honest. And God is like, yeah, I like that. I like that. Because Job still was showing up. He was still engaging with God. He was still, like, praying. And I think that's that's all the Lord is really asking for in these hard in-between seasons is, like, that you still keep showing up, that you keep praying, that you keep worshiping. And, and I'm not just saying that as some sort of like, you know, empty rah-rah, worship the Lord, you know, like as you like praise through the pain, like, no, like there have been times this season where I'd be crying than Violet Davis tears, fam. Like, <laughs> like bro, it was like snot involved, you know, like it's I look like asthma, like, you know, like, like some hard tears, like, mm -hmm. God, what is going on? You know, like, cause I mean, it's, 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 it's disorienting. When you're dealing with um, what God has said versus what you're experiencing, mm -hmm. God's gonna establish you as like a multi, right? And you're looking at your bank account like, it's <laughs> <laughs> an overdraft, what do you mean? <laughs> like, right, it's the, the distance. And so I think 
it yeah honestly i've i had to be really honest with god like i like when i pray sometimes i like to pray on the phone where i just be talking to god mm -hmm. and i was like god it's giving deadbeat you know like it's really giving deadbeat like where are you what's going on like this is due that's due i don't have the you know what i mean it's like but mind you i think one of the keys to to staying consistent the Lord told me, like, you have to be a radical truth teller in mm -hmm. seasons like this and telling the truth about who God is and telling the truth about who you are. Because when the Lord, right, he is the potter, we are clay. When you're on the potter's wheel and that spin cycle hits, <laughs> you don't know up from down, left from right. It's disorienting, mm -hmm. like pain. And the emotional distress of it is disorienting. And so you're in that in-between state, right? Where God is shaping you and molding you. And it's all part of the process, but you have to tell the truth about what God is doing in that. Because sometimes, again, to what we are saying about earlier about conforming God to our image, rather than being conformed to the image of God, when we're suffering, we can easily say like, well, God's abandoned me. God, God has forsaken me. But what does the word say? Mm -hmm. Who is who is God? What is his character? What is his nature? And actually believing it. So even what you're speaking about earlier, right? Telling yourself that God is a God of miracles. It's it's yes, telling that God is a God of miracles, but he's a God of miracles for me. Mm -hmm. And it moving beyond what you're believing for other people and like, no, but God hears me god loves me god can supply my needs like because i think it sometimes it's easier you see everybody winning you're like oh ratata. <laughs> oh girl yes but meanwhile like things in your own life you're like ah like i could use a win you know like <laughs> don't forget about me you know like, but it's just like reminding myself like no god's heart towards me is that I would win, but then too, what has he shown me mm -hmm. about who Mariah is and what Mariah is called to? Because, you know, we were talking off camera, right, about the skyscrapers. With skyscrapers, the taller they are, the deeper the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so God, when he gives you something, when he prophesies a word concerning your life, like Abraham, Abraham will make you to a great nation. When he said that to Abraham, Abraham was 75 years old. When it actually came to pass, Abraham was 100. That's 25 years. Now, in our culture, we don't like waiting two minutes. 25 years? So even the other day, right, I'm having a conversation with a friend, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know, telling her about this word the Lord had given me concerning my spouse, right? I said, praise God. <laughs> and, and then I was thinking about the timeline. I was like, hold on. The Lord gave me that word back in 2014. I said, that was nine years ago. I'm like... I'm still single, mad single, you know? So I'm like, okay, now God, no, like- Mad single, to be clear. Mad, to be clear. Like, I'm like, all right, now God, this is getting a little embarrassing, yeah. to be honest. But then I was thinking, I'm like, you know, we read about these heroes in scripture, 25 years. Joseph had to wear 17 years. So I'm looking at my like nine going on 10 years of things that the Lord has spoken to me that have yet to come to pass. Mm -hmm. Now for the normal believer, that is very disorienting having to wait that long. But again, God, when God shows you the future he has for you, he, it, he's like, I have to go even deeper with you. I have to go even deeper with you because of what you're called to, mm -hmm. because of what's assigned to your life. And we've, you know, talked about this before, even in community group, right? About the Lord preparing you for the backside of the blessing. Because we love, oh, he's gonna give you more money. Yeah. <laughs> more influence. Amazing. But we don't talk about the fact that people are gonna show up out of the woodworks because your family demanding mm -hmm. they get a slice of the pie. Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle that situation when the Lord establishes you with finances? What, what vulnerable communities are you looking to invest in? What cities are you looking to change? Like what culture? Like, like there's so many things that 
require, like there's such a demand. So you have to be built in such a way. And it's annoying, to be honest. I'm tired of hearing words about like, God's taking your pain and gonna turn it into power. Yeah. But it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's annoying to hear when you're waiting so long, but it's like, actually, for what I'm called to, this is just part of the training. Mm-hmm. This is just part of the training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> you're just flowing. No, but um, but you said so many good things. And um, I want to talk more about the disorientation, because when we had our mm-hmm. conversation, you had kind of broken it down in a way where you're talking about dementia mm-hmm. and then something mm-hmm. else. And then mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, so yeah. what was the other thing you were talking about? Delirium. Dementia, dementia delirium, and then you were talking about despair. Oh, despair, yeah, in yeah. The, like, as you're walking through the valley and storm. So I want you yeah. to kind of like emphasize on that down. a little bit. For sure. Because um, I thought that point was so, when you had the analogy of that, it was like it clicked for me. And I was like, mm. that's so good. And that- mm. Yeah, so, you know. Like I said, we like a good title over the season, right? (laughs) And so I was, you know, asking the Lord's like his help because he's a teacher and he's wonderful counselor. So I'm like, Lord, what am I not learning? Because sometimes too, when you're having to fight these different fights, whether it's relational, financial, whatever it is, health wise, and you're having to keep going at it, it's like, am I not graduating? Am I flunking right now? Do I need a mm-hmm. tutor? Do I need summer school, right? So I'm always asking the Lord, like, what is the lesson that I'm learning here? And what he was speaking to me about was how to navigate through a season of disorientation. And I'm a word nurse. I like to look stuff up. And so in the medical sense, like disorientation is not knowing who you are, where you're at, or what decisions to make because you don't know where you're at or even who you are. And there's in the medical sense, again, the two leading causes to disorientation is delirium and dementia. Now with delirium, it's emotional shock, right? Emotional distress that leads you to this place of like not knowing up from down, left from right whereas dementia is a slow forgetting. So I think even like the spiritual application of that, right? (laughs) Hey-o, spiritual slang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like the spiritual application of that, right? With delirium, I think there are certain things in our walk that lead us to that space. Disappointment, prolonged seasons of waiting, a health crisis or relational crisis, financial crisis, whatever it is, but it shocks you. Mm-hmm. And disappointment, right? Brian Houston in his book called There Is More, he described disappointment as the distance between your expectation and your reality. And however great that distance is, that's where disappointment is living. Mm-hmm. So if it's a minor gap, you know, you're not that disappointed, but if it's massive, like, oh, I'm here, God. Oh, I'm here. And truly to summarize it, it's that feeling of being lost. Again, decisions. I don't know who I am, where I'm at, or even what to do. And so I was asking the Lord, like, how do you navigate through that season of disorientation when you're feeling lost? And, you know, he was showing me how um, with sheep, right? The Lord. So whenever you're reading scripture, the Lord is like uses a lot of animal metaphors, right? And he compares himself to the good shepherd and wears sheep. With sheep, they are physically like they they're practically blind, but they have a phenomenal sense of hearing, right? Faith comes by hearing the word. Boom. Love that. But like they can't <laughs> see well. And they're the only animals that require like human intervention for shelter for protection and for food and for safety. And so they actually need a shepherd. They can't do it without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be susceptible to prey or they're gonna wander because sheep are also kind of stupid, which is kind (laughs) of like, wow, that's like super humbling, Lord. (laughs) Right, like not you comparing us to sheep um, that are low key dumb, but anyways. (laughs) um, And so one of the things the Lord was showing me about navigating through the disorientation, right? Is that you actually need a shepherd. Mm -hmm. You act like he is the good shepherd, right? But you need help really is what he was showing me, like asking for help, asking for help from community, asking for help from 
you know, mentors, people you look up to, or even therapy and mm-hmm. going to a counselor. Because again, it's that paralysis, that mm-hmm. despair, right? I don't even know what to do now. I'm lost. Like, it's so great between where I thought I would be versus where I'm at. How do I? And you actually need to process through it because I think the reality is sometimes the Lord being the potter, where the clay, he's intentional with allowing our circumstances, just with Lazarus, he's intentional with allowing our circumstances to go from worse to impossible Mm -hmm. because it brings something out of us that needs to be healed. And with, you know, with, with gold and silver, when it gets refined, the blacksmith actually puts the gold and silver in the hottest part of the fire, the hottest part of the fire, and they're holding it, watching it the entire time because it can't stay there too long. Mm-hmm. Because if it stays there too long, then it actually damages the gold and silver. Mm-hmm. But the intention, and you know the gold and silver is ready to come out of the fire when the blacksmith can see his image reflected Mm-hmm. So that's when it's ready. I can see my image. So the impurities are melting off. And so even in search, so speaking personally, right, with the finances, with being late on rent, it's exposing that part of my heart as a daughter that believes that she's not going to be taken care of, mm-hmm. right? That she's forgotten. And so God is like, I know this is what your circumstances are. I know that these are the lies the enemies are tra- the enemy is whispering to you. But I need you to know that I'm still with you in this space and there are things that are melting off of you that I want to heal that he wants to bring to the surface. It's a pressure cooker. That's all pain really does is it, it literally reveals what was already there. The the core beliefs, the core lies that we've been carrying for years. He's like, I want to expose that and bring it to the surface. So again, the perspective on it is key because otherwise you think you're just suffering for suffering's sake. Mm. All of this is intentional. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul was like, I count it all as joy. (laughs) I read that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all of it is joy? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Um, That is is really good, the perspective point. Mm. And I think that is one of the ways that you get through hard times and how you stay Mm -hmm. faithful in hard times is checking your perspective on it, asking mm-hmm. the Lord for insight and wisdom or clarity into what this season is. And like, like you said, like, what's the lesson I'm trying to learn here? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what am I supposed to learn here? Like everything's intentional. I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think going to the Lord is so important in the time in yeah. order to stay faithful in the hard times. And like, I know it's like hard and I know it's like, well, I don't really feel like it because he's not showing up. That's how it feels. But even if you don't feel like it, doing it, you know, like, worshiping even when you don't feel like it reading your word even when you don't feel like it and even if you don't have words journaling sometimes like i go through seasons where it's harder for me to some like hear the lord or like Mm. get an intentional time with the lord Mm -hmm. and so then once i do i'm like well i don't really know what to say lord or i don't really know what to look up or whatever and then sometimes he's like pen to paper and start writing like how you feel mm-hmm. or how you are. Mm-hmm. And then he like speaks through that every yeah. time. Um, but yeah. I think that also speaks to, cause I was kind of like looking up uh, what faithful means, mm-hmm. like d- definitions. Cause I like to look up definitions for words a lot Come of times. Come on word nerd. <laughs> and so sometimes like, it's like um, you understand what a word means, but you can't put into words exactly, right? Yeah. And faithful sometimes is like one of those words, mm-hmm. um, or at least for me, I was like, let me actually look up the definition, mm-hmm. you know? And it was mm-hmm. like, to be loyal and steadfast. Mm. And like, that is what is required in times of heart is to be loyal to the Lord, like loyal to him and loyal to the word that he spoke over your life, loyal to the promise that he said. Um, And also to remain steadfast, to like Mm. plant your feet, like, Mm -hmm. and stay strong, you know, and keep like, keep navigating Mm -hmm. the season. Um, But also I kind of like want to speak to the vulnerability aspect of Mm. what you're talking about. I'm like, let me check, check all the things. Mm. <laughs> so I was like thinking about so many things, but the mm. vulnerability aspect, and it's so good because we had had a conversation, the intro call, and we were talking about how life is cycles, right? So it's like mm. mountaintops, valleys, mountaintops, valleys. And the vulnerability aspect is so key yeah. because it's like being vulnerable with the Lord, be honest with him, how you feel, how you feel like he's abandoned you if that's the point or he's disappointed you. Like mm. I've had to do that with my niece. And then when I prayed for another family member that passed away, like mm. I was like, Lord, I feel disappointed. Mm. And oh, actually, 
Mm-hmm. To that point, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this, but when I was going through the thing with my niece, mm-hmm. and thank you, Lord, for reminding me of that. He mm-hmm. was like, remember this? But um, the it. vulnerability and honest with the Lord of how you feel, and he like wants to hear it. Because I remember I was mm-hmm. going into God time. I wasn't thinking about it at all. Nothing related to my niece. I was like being faithful, and I was just like going to God time, normal God time, right? Yeah. And I was like journaling. He said, tell me how you really felt feel about Soso. And I said, and Soso's my niece. And I said, mm. And then I just like started he said, crying. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, I just started crying. Cause mm. in that time I was like, how, like around that time I was like, of course, like thinking like, how could he have done this? But also mm. trying to try to set my mind on him and set my yeah. mind on that. He does do miracles that he does heal. So I wasn't necessarily being honest to him. And this had been months after Oof. she had been diagnosed. Right. I hadn't told him exactly how I felt about it. Right. Or how I felt like he wasn't going to show up again. Like he mm-hmm. didn't for my grandpa or whatever. And so mm-hmm. in that time, wow. he, he want, he, like, he knows what we're thinking, but he needs us to speak it yeah. because there's growth in it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's glory in it for mm-hmm. him to sh- prove you wrong or to show you, you know, a different perspective. And so like he hijacked that whole time just so that I could tell him the truth about it. Mm. And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was Yo. like planning just to be like, Hey Lord, thank you for the blessings right, of, like, of right. this week or whatever. And he was yeah. like, no, tell me how you feel about this. So, so. He said, be honest. Yeah. You <laughs> see that clip from Victoria Beckham and she's talking about her, her family being working. Be honest. I, 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 love, I love it. She's like, no, we're like, be honest. Be honest. Tell the truth. Yeah. I love that clip. That's how the Lord is. Like, he'll he pop is. in and be like, be honest. Be like, on, don't lie you can't, now. You can't front in front of the Lord. Like, he knows already, he but he wants are, you to speak it. That's the thing. Like, the Lord, I think this is in Psalm 139 right where it says he perceives a thought before it even enters our mind Mm -hmm. so he already knows what's going on and this is part of him working the impurities to the surface because sometimes we love like we love to spiritually bypass how we're actually feeling to put faith language and over our circumstance over our season but it's disingenuous to how we're actually feeling Mm -hmm. which is why again with Job. God said he honored me with his prayers Mm -hmm. and Job over here. Like, I'm like, not saying like, I hate you, Lord, but like, he, he is really like, how could you do this to me? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that, but like feeling betrayed almost by the Lord, Mm -hmm. which is deep. We don't really talk about that. Mm -hmm. Like when you feel like the Lord is quite literally let you out here and you know what? What's crazy. Cause you had mentioned this earlier, right? About keep worshiping, keep praying, all that. I had a mentor years ago. She said, have routines, like keep your routines and your routines will keep you, Mm -hmm. right? So there have been moments where it's like, I don't want to be in church. I don't want to worship. Let me go ahead and sit a couple rows back because I know I'm about to be crying, right? And I, but like still showing up. Mm -hmm. I remember this was like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I'm in service, right? You know, boohooing. I like to stay near the <laughs> it's aisles. It's not you know boohooing. You know the usual. <laughs> I like to stay near the aisles because you know the ushers be walking with the tissues. I'll be like, I need close access. Thank you. That's for me. You know, like because if I'm too yeah. too in the middle, it's game mm-hmm. over. Anyway, so I'm in, I'm in worship, right? You know, they be singing the the, the sweet sad songs sometimes. <laughs> you know, after the ties and offering, it's like ah, slow it down for you. I'm like, ah, don't do that it's to me. It's not the sweet, sweet sad <laughs> worship song. I love it. And um, it's funny. And so I literally, I remember. Ha- and there have been a few moments in my life where I've had really like almost tangible encounters with the Lord, mm-hmm. where He's come, He's come close in a way that was so undeniable. And so vibrant. It's like, I know, I know this is the Lord. This is Jesus. So I was in worship and I had this vision and the Lord came close to me and he said, like, Mariah, like, I know it hurts. Mm. Like, I know it's hard, but I trust you. Like, I trust you. And I had to remind myself in that moment that trials are something that God trusts us with. And Again, keep talking about Job. I keep talking about Job. It's annoying. (laughs) But with Job, God volunteers him. (laughs) Satan's looking for someone to devour. And and God over here like, you consider my servant Job? (laughs) And I... Even yesterday, I said, find a different servant, God. (laughs) Leave my name out your mouth because this is too much. But like, literally, it's I have to remind myself that like God will trust you. 
mm-hmm. to endure and will trust you to keep being faithful and to keep showing up when it hurts, to keep glorify him, even when it's not favorable, to keep like when it feels like every door is shut, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. One of the powerful things about a word from God, right, is that it's not a matter of if it's going to come to pass. It's when. And you know, we talked about this on the phone, but I'm such a kid. I love when the <laughs> Lord speaks to me through movies and TV shows because I was watching Kung Fu Panda. It's prophetic, bro. It really, like, truly. Because in Kung Fu Panda 2, right, there's like this, this word that's given at the very beginning about this enemy being defeated by like a hero, black and white, which mm-hmm. is the panda, duh. <laughs> but throughout the whole movie, it's like all these different things are happening that seems like, oh, these are like, it's not going to happen. Like, how mm-hmm. is he going to win? You know, he's dealing with his own insecurities, like being this big old panda, like how, like having to learn new skills, like, you know, dealing with trauma from his past, da, 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 da. And it seems like it's n- it's actually not going to happen mm-hmm. until like you get to the very end and you see like how everything was serving the word that was given at the very beginning. And so it's the same thing with God. Like in scripture, he talks about like how he knows the end from the beginning. So everything that's happening, none of it is a surprise. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. It's like, oh, this is, this is part of the training. Because mm-hmm. when God shows you who you are, everything is serving, like, I mean, again, Paul says like he counted all his joy, right? Mm-hmm. But all of it was serving to make him ready for mm-hmm. what God had already destined, what God had already spoken. So even though it hurts, even though it's challenging, the words that God spoke in the light about restoration in your family, mm-hmm. about setting a new legacy, a new destiny, changing culture, being an influence, whatever it is, right? All of that's still going to happen. And mm-hmm. this is part of him preparing. And this is the thing I have to keep reminding myself of, the, like, timing is the lord's kindness mm-hmm. like his timing is his kindness so if he's keeping me in a space where i'm hidden or if he's keeping me in a space where i'm suffering i know it's all to prepare me for the backside of the blessing mm-hmm. because it's like okay cool mariah like leadership's on your life right or um being able to communicate and explain like the ineffable truths of scripture to people, it's on your life. But how are you gonna deal with mockers? How are you gonna deal with naysayers? Even recently, I was, you know, with a coworker and you know, they're agnostic, right? And we were getting into a rah, bah, 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 bah. But like, even like, cause I was like, nah, you're not gonna speak ill, oh my God, you know? Like, you know, but even that, like strengthening me in apologetics, it's like, mm-hmm. have there, there's things that the Lord in his kindness will allow you to experience in seasons like this so that when he gets positioned to put you on display, mm-hmm. it's so that you're ready. It's so that you're not overwhelmed. It's Mm -hmm. so that you're not even caught off guard. Mm -hmm. Because even in this season, you know, we've been talking about Job, but it's like not even just the financial component. It's like relationally having to deal with difficult people who are, you know, quite literally speaking word curses on my identity, over my business, over my capabilities to like actually run a business, right? And and that's really hard to deal with, mm-hmm. that persecution spirit. But it's like, oh, all of this is going to serve me mm-hmm. when you get poised, Lord, to, to do what you spoke concerning my life from the mm-hmm. very beginning. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, timing is his kindness, mm-hmm. like you said. And that's something I was just talking about on a TikTok video recently mm. where I was like saying how timing god's timing is for our own good Mm -hmm. and sometimes we'll think we're ready or sometimes we'll be like we need it now or Mm -hmm. we want it now especially if like rent is laid in all sorts of things right um but in every situation that i've ever wanted something at a certain time and it came years later i've always looked back and said i'm so grateful that it didn't come before and because of how who i needed to become of course but like all the things he prepares you for you know um but practically i kind of want to touch on the vulnerability aspect real quickly Mm. um in the part where like 
being vulnerable is really key in these seasons. Yeah. And because we had talked on the call how life is cycles, right? Mountaintops, valleys. And mm-hmm. no matter what, if I'm on a mountaintop, there's someone on a valley. If mm-hmm. I'm in a valley, there's someone on a mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And I think you realize that when you get vulnerable with people. Yeah. Um, and they're able, people that are on mountaintops are able to speak to your valley, mm-hmm. right? And then when you get on a mountaintop, you're able to speak to a valley. And so mm-hmm. vulnerability, I think, is one of like the key like practical points of how to stay faithful in these hard times, yeah. right? It's like yeah. someone else who has been through it or has been through a hard, a hard valley as well is able mm. to speak from a mountaintop like, he did it for me. He could do it for you. 100%. You know? No, because you need, like, I think, right? I mean, we overcome by the word of the Lord. and Or what is it? The blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Yeah, amen. You, you know it. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you <laughs> um, And we, we actually do. And this was part of what the Lord was speaking to me about how you actually make it through mm-hmm. the season of disorientation by asking for help. Like, this year has probably been one of the most difficult years like honestly and I've been through some difficult things where I'm like you know I've had to take risk and had to learn and grow in different things dealing with insecurities people whatever but this season I'm like, this is one for the books lord <laughs> like it's a lot but honestly in reflecting despite all the challenges one of the things that I've been really thanking God for is just the people that he's mm-hmm. brought into my world like that I've been able that that actually have the capacity to handle my blood and tears. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, we we have to look beyond. Um, you know, we have things in common when it comes to friendship, and we have to look and see: Are they anointed? Mm. Can they carry this? Because you know, it's 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 a lot it's important when it comes to vulnerability, like be like being vulnerable with people who actually have the capacity, mm-hmm. because when you're bleeding, you want to trust that someone has the wisdom and expertise to stitch you up and not create mm-hmm. a new wound. Cause sometimes people can make it about them and, or, um, because of immaturity, not even know how to speak into what you're going through. And they may give you some, you know, trite Christian colloquialisms, right? About like, oh, God can do, and it feels empty, right? You you know, when you've experienced mm-hmm. like someone trying to say something, but you're like, dog, talk to me when you've been through some, some, some stuff, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. and so I think part of part of the vulnerability piece is being vulnerable with people who have the wisdom and capacity to steward your vulnerability Mm -hmm. because otherwise like you're bleeding and they don't know how to stitch a wound you know you just gonna keep bleeding you know Mm -hmm. and or they'll create an entirely new wound and for me i'm a very visual person so i even think about this through the landscape of spiritual warfare Mm-hmm. and being in a literal battle like when you're on the battlefield you want someone who who has the gumption to be at your rear to like be in the trenches with you you know what i mean and or they are that general they have made it through on the other side and they can say like hey you're almost there they can mm-hmm. radio in all right go now, go now, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I think um, being vulnerable is key because you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you are used to being that strong friend, you know, and you praying for others, encouraging others, you have to volunteer yourself. Mm-hmm. Like truly, I have to be like, all right now y'all struggling, <laughs> pray <laughs> yeah. for me, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and even, you know, in leading a community group, right? Like you always want to make sure that you're not bleeding down, but you Mm -hmm. bleed up, right? So you're bleeding with people again that you, so I'm not going to be entirely like entirely transparent about the current stuff Mm -hmm. with people that I'm leading because I want to speak from scars and not open wounds, right? And, and, but it's with people who, who I'm running alongside with, who have the stamina, Mm -hmm. right? That I'm like. All right, now, y'all, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord, it's giving dub B. Like, what can we do mm, yeah. about this? You know, yeah. like, yeah. 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 I love that point. And 
I think um, because I think some people might not know how to decide Mm. if it's someone that they can be vulnerable with Mm. or if it's someone that can carry, you know, like can stitch them up if they're bleeding, you know. And so I Mm -hmm. think because I think for a long time I didn't have that type of community. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't have that type of community or you don't know, at least I think like prayer is number one, like obviously Mm. praying for that community, praying for the right person. Or praying for the Lord to reveal who that person is. Mm. Um, but then also, it's also stepping out and being vulnerable enough to step out into uncomfortable yeah. moments of maybe reaching out to someone that even if you're not close with or not a friend with or whatever, like mm-hmm. you never know the favor you have until you step or you never yeah. know like what's out there until you step, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. being vulnerable enough just to step out out of your comfort zone and maybe reach out to someone 100%. that you know of but don't know and just ask for some sort of like yeah. advice or guidance or or just be like can you pray for me like pray. as simple as that too Damn. you know no um, it takes courage for yeah. sure like especially because it, it's so much easier to suffer in silence mm-hmm. it's so much easier just I mean, like the enemy wants you to isolate he does and that's one of one of the tricks and illusions of the disorientation season is that like oh, it's just easier to be here. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just have the curtains drawn. But you actually, like, in order to get out of it, you need to let people know you're in it. Because mm-hmm. if people don't know your coordinates, baby, ain't nobody coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And, and even That's what good. you said about prayer, right? Like, the Lord in his kindness will show you the right people. Mm-hmm. And he'll... And, and you just have to pray for, for the strength to just put yourself out there, mm-hmm. really. Because, I mean... Yeah, but two, here's the thing, right? Like, let's make it plain and simple. If you were on the water drowning, you're not like, oh, maybe I should ask somebody if I need, like, you know, a life preserver. You're like, I need a life preserver, you know? like. And so I think, too, like, but when you're struggling with depression, anxiety, or whatever it is, like, there is that real silencing that the enemy does where he tries Mm -hmm. to choke you and oppress your voice. But I mean, again, like if you were out on the water and it's, and it's either the water or oxygen, you mm-hmm. not picky. You like, Ayo, lifeguard, <laughs> come come through, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so yeah, I feel like we have to be that kind of vigilant yeah. when it comes to our spiritual walk as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have to believe that you can come out of it too. Yeah. I feel like you have to believe that there is better mm-hmm. as well, um, that life doesn't always have to look like this, especially if it's something like depression where you dealt with that for so long, you have to believe that there is something better. Um, and then it's if it's situational with financial and stuff like that, you have to hold on to what the Lord said in the light. Like, this is what you're going to be. This is like the promise mm-hmm. of your life, even in that time. Um, mm. Because I feel like I stepped out and got help with therapy mm-hmm. once I was like, the Lord was like, you cannot go further unless you reach out to someone like a therapist. Like, you need that in that order for you to fully become who I've called you to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you have to you have to put in the work. And Mm -hmm. I feel like faith without works is obviously that's what the scripture said. Faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes we think like that's just about something that the Lord is doing, like a podcast or a book or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sometimes that's about your own self, too. It's about like the internal person you're supposed to be, the internal work you Mm -hmm. have to do. And Mm -hmm. so it's like believing that you can be different and putting in the work to be different. Oof. You know, and putting in that work. Yeah. Because it's not easy. Child, the way I was, I messaged my friend, I said, "What's the name of your therapist again?" <laughs> you know, let me get that. Let me get her contact. And I literally had like, because you know, too, when you when you do be vulnerable, right, and you be sharing what's going on, people be like, "Dang, bro, for real? Like that's a lot. Like that's a lot. Like, and it kind of even validates, yeah. right? Because I think sometimes it's like when you're used to just like, yeah, I." I it's a struggle, whatever, and you're not thinking too yeah. deep on it, right? But then when you get that outsider perspective, they're like, babes, that's a lot. Not like, babes. You're like, <laughs> you know, like, girly. girly, you're going through a lot. Like, I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, but sometimes it takes that external perspective to yeah. even like help you process through because we can too numb ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and try to mm-hmm. like anesthetize the pain by maybe a scrolling TV, whatever the vice is, and try to downplay it. Like, it's not that big a deal. Oh, it's not that big a deal. But like, nah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, like, there's only so far you can go. 
without getting help. External help, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm. So that mm. is a wrap. but let's end it the way i always end the episode so we'll say Mm. three things like Mm. we want people to remember so sometimes i'll say i'll end it with like stay prayed up always Mm -hmm. but um it could be like seek help Mm. you say another thing so i'll say one thing you say nothing and now oh like ping pong yeah so let me think of mine okay 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 um i got one okay okay since we're talking about like how to stay faithful in the hard times i'll just say keep looking forward Mm mm-hmm and keep walking even when you feel paralyzed that bit and that's in alignment with what mine is because i feel it will come to pass Mm. like it will come to pass it doesn't i know it doesn't look it i know it doesn't feel it i know it's hard but it will come to pass amazing and then the last thing i'll say is stay prayed Uh, 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 uh,